And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Big Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones. We're with Lamb Lion Ministry, and we thank you for being part of our program today, The Truth Will Set You Free. We have a, a, an amazing program prepared for you today as we look at the book of Ezekiel, chapter 27, that we have titled, The Tired Titanics. So stay tuned for today's program. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much that we can trust your word, that your word is true, and uh, Lord, the prophecies come fulfilled, and when those prophecies come fulfilled, we can know that your prophecy to return and take those who love you, uh, who are called your children, up to be with you forever, that we're longing for that day, Lord, and we know that'll come true because prophecies come true. So we pray, Lord, as we dive into this, if anybody is, has any doubts about you, Lord, uh, that they may be uh, satiated because we learn from your word that you always fulfill your promises. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for being so loving towards us in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuned into our Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. Again, our topic for today is that of the tired Titanic. So stay tuned for today's program. And of course, for those of you that are following us on social media, I would love for you to share this program with your friends and family, and also those of you that are on Pray.com and, and the other uh, means to be able to be part of this program. We ask you to keep us in prayer as well. Before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host to the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, buenas tardes. Ah, como esta? Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. uh, taco grande, how's that? <laughs> Actually, you did great. That was exactly it. You said, como esta? That means, how are you doing? Oh, excellent. Good. You know, I, I studied, I went to Nicaragua about 10 years ago, and I, I studied Spanish real hard. And uh, within five minutes of landing uh, and getting off the plane, I used up all my Spanish while I was down there. So my guide <laughs> was continually making fun of me. So same with German. I, I studied up for German for a trip to Germany I was going to do before COVID came and ended it. But Brother, languages don't fit in my head. So folks don't know, Vic Batista is wonderfully bilingual, fluent in both languages. God bless you for that gift, man. Hey, thank you, Nathan. I appreciate it. Muchas gracias. It's great to be able to serve the ministry uh, uh, because we, we, we have um, such a wonderful privilege, right, Nathan, to share the good news of Jesus Christ with both English and the Spanish community. And uh, we do that here as part of the ministry as well. So anyone that might be interested in doing anything uh, in Spanish to share uh, with their friends or congregations or small groups, they can reach out to us, right, Nathan? We can do it in Spanish and in English. Yeah, you know, folks have been with us for a long time. The Truth We Set You Free, when you had it on radio in the Miami area, we used to do this program in both English and Spanish. I, I would say something, then Vic would translate, or we do one show in English and the next one in bilingually. Remember those days? Nathan, that is amazing. We need to pull some of those archives and post that for folks. <laughs> well, you know, we have them on our website. If folks, if you go to ChristInProphecy.org, that's Lamb and Lion Ministries' website. Uh, just go under uh, the radio uh, or, excuse me, podcasting, and the truth will set you free there. And all the way back to 2010, we have our podcasts 
listed there. Of course, you can also pull them up through Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're now on Pray.com. And so, of course, this podcast continues to grow and expand, praise the Lord. But, yeah, if you want to go back to the archives from years and years ago, you can hear this, uh, these messages bilingually and uh, ignore my terrible Spanish because, uh, thank goodness, <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, Nathan, it, it really is. Uh, the Lord has been uh, blessing the ministry here, and uh, you guys do a fantastic job in archiving everything so people do not miss a program. But, Nathan, in case someone is new and they don't know how to get a hold of all these resources, can you share with them also other links to uh, the other materials that they can get a hold of? Absolutely. Well, you know, if you're a longtime follower, you know, Lamb and Lion Ministries, we here have a passion for the Lord's soon return, and we're proclaiming it to the world, and uh, we hope that we get you excited and help you to learn about Bible prophecy so you too can proclaim the Lord's soon return and get people saved before the church age ends. We don't want anyone to have to live into the tribulation. We want them saved, and I'd be happy if anyone got saved in the tribulation, but before then, we want people to say, or death, you know, we could die at any time, and then this life is the only chance we get to accept Christ. So uh, check out our website at ChristinProphecy.org or download our app, the Lamb Lion app. And uh, we want you to be able to have access to so many teachings on Bible prophecy to help you grow in your relationship with the Jesus Christ. And like Vic said, uh, we have a number of evangelists, uh, Tim Moore, who's our new director, uh, Vic and myself and a few others. Uh, we're bringing now Dave Bowen on. He'll be a new assistant evangelist. He's going to be called our teaching evangelist. And uh, so he'll be making teaching videos to add to our website and other media. So we're going to continue to expand and grow and reach people for Christ. And, hey, we're even talking with uh, agents about getting on the radio, getting our television program, Christ in Prophecy, not only on the TV networks, but uh, making a radio version for the radio network. So we're trying everything we can to get people connected with Jesus Christ while the time is short. So we're so glad you're connected with us now. Well, thank you so much, Nathan, for sharing all those resources and, again, just giving people opportunity to learn about the Word of God and His soon return in every aspect uh, and using technology as well as um, all the resources that are out there. So, Nathan, thank you so much for sharing that. And, again, speaking of resources, one great resource that uh, is archived for you is our uh, teaching through the book of Ezekiel. Nathan, we're almost halfway there. Today we're going to tackle chapter 27. We're moving there. I've had uh, one uh, wonderful gentleman at church ask me, he says, uh, it's going to take you the end of the year to get through Ezekiel. Well, you know, Vic and I have taught through Daniel, Revelation, and many other books of the Bible, verse by verse, as the typical Calvary Chapel way. Uh, that's Vic's background. And I think it's a wonderful way to learn Bible prophecy. So, yeah, uh, we're, we're midway through the book of Ezekiel. I think most people are anxious to, for us to get to Ezekiel 38 and 39 because the that prophecy is one of the biggest prophecies that pertain to this time period. Russia and a coalition of Islamic nations are going to attack Israel. Uh, we read that in prophecy, and we're starting to see that in reality. So, wow. Uh, so, yeah, we are working our way towards that passage. But right now, we are in Ezekiel chapter 27. So, folks, uh, uh, take your Bible apps or Bibles and turn to there, and we're going to read through it verse by verse. Exactly. So, Nathan, thank you so much. And let's, uh, yes, yeah, so we pick it up in chapter 27, of course, chapter 26, uh, 
we noted there that it was talking about the destruction of Tyre uh, because in a sense it was gloating over God's people, if you will. And as and, and uh, as we get into chapter 27, we still continues again with the second part, but now it's going to talk about uh, a lamentation uh, on Tyre. And we're going to uh, read through that. Nathan, will you be able to take us through verses 1 through 6? And I'll do verses uh, 7 through 11 in case someone doesn't have a Bible in chapter 27 of Ezekiel. Yeah. Uh, since this is the second part, let me just quick give you a little background here, a context to what we're reading. And that the city of Tyre isn't spelled T-I-R-E. It's not. We're not talking about tires on your car. We're talking about an ancient city. Uh, T-Y-R-E was like the New York City of its time period. It was a massive city in what today is known as Lebanon, just north of Israel. It's still there today in, in parts, though it's not on the same spot it was, and we'll find out why as we read this prophecy. Uh, but yeah, Tyre was a major city along with Sidon back in the Bible times, a major trader with uh, the Israel and Judah. And uh, the Lord is now uh, calling down destruction upon Tyre. We read in chapter 26 uh, a fascinating prophecy, and the prophecy had mentioned uh, verse uh, 2 through 3 and 12. It says, your stones and timbers and soil they will cast into the midst of the water. So the prophecy is that Tyre would be destroyed, and not only would it be destroyed, but it's it's what they used to build it would be thrown in the water. And it's interesting that as this prophecy goes on, Ezekiel goes back and forth using he or they, both singular and plural. Because it was a two-part prophecy. It would be fulfilled in his time, which is about the 500s uh, BC, and that the uh, King Nebuchadnezzar would plunder the half of Tyre that was on the mainland and destroy it, and he did. But the part that was on an island remained. And it wasn't until 332 BC, over I don't know, about 200 years after Ezekiel's time, that Alexander the Great came. And not only did he conquer the city, but he took the rubble from the old city and he built a causeway out because the, it was an island and protected. He used the rubble from the old city, built a, a gangway across the water and moved his army across and sacked Tyre and destroyed it. And the destruction caused the, the island to sink into the water, to sink into the water. Isn't that amazing? And so Tyre was rebuilt in a different location, but the ancient city was destroyed just as Ezekiel prophesied. And so now we're going to read a lamentation, and the lamentation is a, a uh, like a poem or a, a writing that's sorrowful about something. It's a like, for instance, Jeremiah wrote lamentations. He was lamenting the destruction of Jerusalem and Israel. So here we're getting Ezekiel's lamentation for the destruction of Tyre. And what verses did you want me to read? Nathan, uh, one through six will be fantastic, and I'll do seven through eleven in case someone doesn't have a Bible. Okay, thank you for the reminder. Uh, the word of the Lord came again to me, saying, Now, son of man, take up a lamentation for Tyre, and say to Tyre, You who are situated at the entrance of the sea, merchants of the peoples on many coastlands, thus says the Lord God. O Tyre, you have said, I am perfect in beauty. Your borders are in the midst of the seas. Your builders have perfected your beauty. They made all your planks of fir trees from Sinar. They took a cedar from Lebanon to make you a mast. Of oaks from Bashan, they made your oars. The company of Asherites have inlaid your planks with ivory from the coast of Cyprus. Verse 7, fine embroidered linen from Egypt was what spread over your sail. Blue and purple from the coast of Elisha was what covered you. 
And, and notice verse 8, inhabitants of Sidon and Arvar were your carsmen, your wise men, O Tyre, were in you. They became your pilots, elders of Gabal and its wise men were in your court, which, excuse me, or to, were in your in you to call your seams, all the ships of the sea and the oarsmen were in you to make, to uh, excuse me, to market your merchandise. Those from Persia, Lydia, and Libya were in your army as men of war. They hung shields and helmet in you. They gave splendor to you. Men of Arvad with your army were on your walls all around, and the men of Gamad were in your towers. They hung their shields on your walls all around. They made your beauty perfect. What an amazing passage, Nathan. And, and, and I mean, just a bunch of things stand out over here in terms of uh, tire. And I'm glad that you, you you clarify that. It's not tires on a car, but this is tire. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a strange name for, for a, a country or city-state it really was at the time. It was a powerful city. You know, not all countries were land. Some were major cities. As a matter of fact, wouldn't hurt the United States to break some of our cities off into their own because you know they're uh, the, the populations kind of pull the entire state whatever direction politically they go. But uh, it was a powerful city. It was a sea city, and uh, so it's interesting here that the Lord, of course, being the great poet that He is, is writing this description of Tyre as if it's a mighty vessel. And of course, they were merchants who sailed the waters just like the Phoenicians. So they were mighty. And so the Lord is comparing them to the best of the workers, the best of the craftsmen, the best of the boats. I mean, this was a beautiful jewel of a boat. It's uh, If you go watch the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, you know, Jack Sparrow, he was always wanted the Black Pearl. You know, to him, that was the, the biggest, best, beautiful boat. It was his home. And so for the Middle East at that time period, Tyre was considered a jewel of a city, uh, where the merchants go and spread their nets all over and where the, uh, the goods flowed in and out along the Mediterranean Sea. And yet, so the Lord's going to make a comparison here between it in its advent and its its height versus its downfall. Nathan, that's a very good point. We know that uh, this was an impressive uh, military might here having to do with the shipping uh, 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 industry today we have some amazing battleships uh, uh likewise in america your son and my son they're both in the military your son is in the coast guard my son is in the marines uh and uh here is talking about that their armies uh those from persia lydia and libya were in your army as men of war uh and, and it was an impressive thing uh how powerful uh, these individuals were, and it's maybe somehow they allowed that to get to their heads, that no one can take us down because we are uh, the warriors of Tyre. And yet, right, Nathan, as we read prophecy, over 200 years later, Alexander the Great comes in, and sure enough, as the Bible says, they went down. Yeah, I, so we got this capital soon. If you remember uh, chapter 26, the Lord was punishing Tyre for its participation in the destruction of Judah and Jerusalem. Now, the Lord destroyed Israel in 722 BC, the northern ten tribes, by the Assyrians. He used the Assyrians because they had gotten horrifically evil. They disobeyed the Lord. Uh, they didn't have a good king since uh, the nation of Israel broke off from Judah. Uh, but then the southern kingdom, 
had a few good kings, but mostly bad kings, and the people had gotten just as evil. And so the Lord's going to use the Babylonians to punish Israel, uh, well, it's now called Judah, and Jerusalem at the time. Matter of fact, by Ezekiel's time, there'd already been a few deportations by Nebuchadnezzar, and Jerusalem was ready to be sacked. And the nations that surrounded them laughed and pointed in, at Jerusalem and celebrated its destruction and didn't help. So the Lord said, hey, Israel is still the apple of my eye. At Jerusalem, you know, my capital, I'm still going to defend it even if I have to punish the people. So he, as we read in uh, chapter 25, he punishes the nations to the east, Moab and Ammon and Edom, which is now Jordan, and Gaza, which is again today Gaza. Uh, but now he's going north and he's now punishing Tyre for its lack of empathy towards Jerusalem and, and lack of helping. And he's going to use the same army, Nebuchadnezzar's army that destroyed Jerusalem is going to be the same army that will show up and destroy the inland side of Tyre. Nate, the one point also that you mentioned uh, is the area and the location today. We're very familiar with Lebanon, right? And the and, and wars there, even in a recent time. Sometimes we, we seem to disconnect uh, the Bible from the places of today. But these places, you, you visit these places today and you can see uh, even some ruins uh, of what the Bible was talking about. Yeah, but if you want to see the ruins of Tyre, you have to get some scuba gear. It is underwater. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I actually sank. So when the Lord prophesied the destruction of Tyre in its uh, just entirety, it actually happened. It's an amazing prophecy because, again, sure, Nebuchadnezzar was contemporary with Ezekiel. You know, Ezekiel could have made this prophecy knowing that Nebuchadnezzar was sacking the inland part of Tyre, but he couldn't possibly prophesy uh, the far interpretation or the far view of this. And that would be the destruction of Tyre by Alexander the Great. And uh, it's fascinating. If folks get on Google and uh, read the story of, of Alexander's conquest of Tyre. Uh, it was strategically brilliant. And he used very little precept to make a decision to invade them. And he should have been like the other nations who just sat back and said, yeah, come on in. Because there was no beating this guy. Matter of fact, Alexander the Great himself in the book of Daniel was prophesied as a great conqueror. So, Wow. There's a lot of prophecies tied to this, isn't there, Vic? Absolutely, Nathan. That's why you and I, when we first uh, were talking about a previous program, we're talking about the lost city of Atlantis, real lost cities. Well, here the Bible prophesied that this city would truly be lost, and it is, in that sense, gone and sunk. So we see, Nathan, also that not only that, but uh, it talks about who they were, how rich they were, how powerful they were. And not only that, but also their trade, picking it up in verse 12, it says Tarshish was your merchants because of your many luxury, excuse me, luxury goods. I love that. It says they gave you silver, iron, tin, lead for your goods. Javan, Tuba and Meshach were on your where your traders. They barter human lives and vessels of bronze uh, for your merchandise. Those from the house of Togarma traded for you. They, their wares with horses and, and, and steeds and mules. The men of Dedan were your traders. Many isles were the markets of your hand. They brought you ivory, tusks, and ebony as payment. Syria was your merchant because of the abundance of goods uh, you made. Wow, they gave you for your 
uh, excuse me, for your wares, emeralds, purple, embroidered, fine linen, coral, uh, rubies. So, Nathan, we, we just have a, a, a lot of merchandise here brought to these people. In other words, they, they had a lot. They were wealthy. Uh, 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 and, and it reminds me, Nathan, a little bit of what the Bible says in the in the last days uh, regarding uh, Babylon and the city and how it's going to be uh, destroyed and, and the merchants and all the goods that in, within like in an hour, it's all going to disappear. And I just saw the correlation between this here and Revelation chapter 18 and a little bit in terms of the destruction. Wow, great comparison, because, yes, at the time, Tyre was considered the, the New York City of its time. You know, New York City being a, a sea city, a big trader, all the trade that comes in and out of there. Or in China, for instance, Hong Kong, you know, all the trade that comes in and out of there. Tarshish at the time period would have been the farthest across the Mediterranean. That would be the end of the world as they knew it. And that would be uh, the uh, Spain and France and up into Great Britain. We got Javel, Tubal, Meshach, and Togarma. Uh, that's referencing to it lands along Turkey today. Dedan along with Sheba were the Arabs. So Syria, you know, Syria is still called Syria, and that's north of Israel. So all these great nations and empires of the time period were all trading and bringing in this wealth. So again, the Lord's making a comparison. He's saying, look, you tire. You think you're so wealthy that you can't be destroyed. I'm going to destroy you. And brother, great comparison with the Antichrist kingdom, when he comes and rules the world, he'll set up a kingdom. Uh, the capital will be called Babylon, whether that's Rome or it's a newly rebuilt Babylon in the desert somewhere. But it'll become the economical capital of the world. And all the trade and goods will flow through it as well. But just like Tyre, and what is Tyre's sin? It's arrogance. It's pride. The Lord's going to bring Babylon down for the very same reasons. Well, Nathan, and, and when we look at the verses, they have such a correlation. I'm looking at Revelation chapter uh, 18, verse 9, again, talking about the fall of Babylon. And it says, the kings of the earth who committed fornications and live luxuriously with her will weep and lament for her when they see the smoke of her burning, standing at a distance for fear of her torment, saying, alas, alas, that great city Babylon, the mighty city, for in one hour your judgment has come. And the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her, for no one buys their merchandise anymore. Merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and pearls, fine linen and purple, silk and scarlet, every kind of citron wood, every kind of object of ivory, every kind of object of most precious wood, bronze, iron and marble, and the cinnamon and incense, fragment oil and frankincense, wine and oil, fine flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots, uh, bodies of souls of men. And Nathan, these two sort of like parallel so much here in terms of the same trade. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I, I, you read the historical documents of the United States, and a lot of the push towards a revolution breaking away from England was for merchandising, merchant work. Uh, America just wanted to trade with the nations to become wealthy. And so there's a certain beauty to that. And you want to see good trade and honest trade going back and forth and you know, capitalism at its best, not at its worst. But uh, here you've got this pride that creeps in. You know, it, it's a message for the United States because, you know, we're the biggest traders in the world. We're the biggest consumers in the world. And yet we've allowed pride to take over this nation. I'm not just talking about gay pride. I'm talking about pride of life, pride of sin, arrogance. And whenever a nation or an individual becomes arrogant, the Lord knocks them down a peg. And when it's a city state like Tyre or a nation 
it means almost sometimes it's destruction. So they never have the power they once had. The Lord loves humbleness at every level, doesn't he? Well, Nathan, and that's a very good point. We see uh, uh, we we uh, we pride in our power, in our money, in our wealth. And just this past few weeks, we've seen uh, what's happening to our economy. We, we, we are we need to prepare for the reality, Nathan, that we are not going to be uh, considered much of a superpower. Just the realignment there, China and uh, Russia uh, now with, with the dollar, not necessarily being the uh, uh, the dollar as it used to be. We already see that the economy in some sense is beginning uh, to crumble and, and we need to pay attention that Bible prophecy speaks about where things are headed. Yeah, I, we've seen in America on many fronts crumble. It breaks my heart. The BRICS nations that they're called along with Brazil decided to trade oil, not in the petrodollar, but the yuan. China is definitely, definitely making a break for trying to be the new superpower that's more powerful. But when you look economically at the United States and China and the other nations, we are way ahead of all the other nations economically. And to bring down the United States economically would destroy the world's economy. I mean, it absolutely, it wouldn't transfer to China, it would destroy it. And what do we read in the beginning of the tribulation, but an economic destruction where the Antichrist rises out of that and promises to bring stability to the world. Now, whether it's a planned destruction economically, and I think it is, or it's because of our mismanagement, and there's certainly a lot of that going on. Uh, yeah, the United States is destined to be brought down a peg or two, or if not more, just like Tyre was, unless we repent. Mm -hmm. right? Isn't it? If you repent and turn to the Lord, then he always forgives us and restores us and individually and nationally. And brother, I don't see the United States nationally repenting according to Bible prophecy, but I put my hope out there, right? <laughs> Well, Nathan, and that's why you and I, we give an invitation uh, uh, to the individuals. The individuals within the nation have an opportunity to hear us. Uh, you know, the Bible often uh, speaks to the churches in Revelation. Whoever has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And I believe the Lord might be speaking to someone even right now, Nathan, that maybe has an ear to hear, that they're beginning to recognize, wow, you know what? What the Bible says is what I'm seeing and what I'm seeing happening in the U.S. and around the world lines up with, with, with God's word. And maybe you're ready uh, to turn around and repent and recognize uh, that you have not have, you have not had your focus where it needs to be. And uh, Nathan, we always give an opportunity for people to repent. Uh, you and I, many years ago, we were also given the opportunity to repent and come to Christ. And we did. We responded to that. And you who are tuned into this program, you have an opportunity right now to also uh, hear what the Spirit is saying and turn. God is right there with open arms, with loving arms, uh, waiting for you. And uh, he loves you. According to John 3, 16, it says that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Uh, so Nate, as we have about a minute left of the program, in case someone out there doesn't have a relationship with the Lord, but maybe senses the Spirit is calling them to, how can they start that relationship even right now? It's hard because you have to give up the pride of life. You have to give up control of your life, which often means that we can't control our lives. We make a mess of it. So we got to turn the wheel over, so to speak, to Jesus Christ. You know, our sins condemn us. Uh, we are under the wrath of God, as John 3.36 tells us, because our sins are weigh heavily against us. We are destined to hell because of them. But Jesus didn't want his creation to go to hell. So 
Uh, he sent God sent his perfect son to die on the cross for our sins. And then he beat death by resurrecting from the dead. And when we put our faith and trust in Jesus and ask him to be our savior, our sins are forgiven and the guilt we have is washed away and we can inherit eternal life with Jesus Christ. If you're ready to do that now, then pray from your heart something like, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I've rebelled against you. Please forgive me. I want you to be the Savior and Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus. I love you in your precious name. Amen. And the Lord will do just that. Your sins will be forgiven, and you will become a child of God. Well, thank you so much, Nathan, for the wonderful invitation. If you will accept the Lord, if you pray that prayer, reach out to us, 305-992-9537. Send us a text message. We would love to pray with you, send you a Bible study guide so that you can grow in your relationship with the Lord. And we want to encourage you, find a good Bible teaching church and, and get plugged in and grow in the understanding of the Word of God. Nathan, exciting. Thank you so much for sharing uh, that wonderful invitation uh, with individuals. And Nathan, again, we ran out of time for this segment of our program. It's a shame, too. I mean, the rest that you could read uh, Ezekiel chapter 27 here, it's the same thing. It's saying how wonderful Tyre is. Uh, but once you get to verse 34, that's when the curse comes and that's when we see them fall. So we'll pick that up next week, right? Absolutely, Nathan. So again, uh, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. We thank you for being part of today's program. Again, keep your eyes focused on the Lord. He's coming back very, very soon. He loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Have a wonderful day. The good news is finally here. Friends, listen to me. This is serious business. What the world needs today is Jesus. The Bible says in John 3:16. That for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life.